record? No, I'm not, because I already hit record, so we're just going to go into it. Oh, I'm drinking a Bloody Mary, by the way, because I no longer have any ice in my house, and I was not about to drink warm uh, bourbon. Why not warm yourself up? I have a Bloody Mary. All right. All right. Let's petition do to Petition to rename the podcast Bloody Marys in Baseball. Anyways, so... Good evening, baseball fans. Today is, I don't know, uh, December 27th. It is a Tuesday, and this is episode 20. I'm Susie. That is Shelby. If you are watching on YouTube, you uh, will see our illustrious guest, Aram, who we attempted to have on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but due to some technical difficulties, it didn't happen. So um, you will hear Aram's voice in just a second, maybe, hopefully. No? Okay, good. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that was my cue or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be on with, with stable Wi-Fi. appreciate you guys having me on. Really excited to uh, go through some predictions and a lot of fun topics. So I think it's a crazy concept. I really respect it and appreciate it. But the idea of drinking while having a mic in front of me with the record button on is a crazy, crazy concept. But I will behave. <laughs> I will behave and I love I love the confidence that you all have in your filters and in your ability to stay on course or not um, with this alcohol, is, microphones and cameras. All mixed this is in. why the, the show works, Arm, because we make we are we are the rules mm-hmm. and basically we have none. Um, as for filters, uh, I'm pretty sure that at some point when we actually do have some sort of intro whatever it will have some sort of warning label (laughs) on it um they gave the just baseball show the explicit tag i didn't do that um well uh you drop some f-bombs which you know we we drop we drop a few here and there it's not too bad but it was funny that's okay i'm used used to seeing the explicit tag on you know my favorite you know hip-hop albums or rap albums or whatever it was just funny i go to see our podcast and i see the little explicit next one i was like really and then I thought yeah. about it and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But You're like, yes, um, that, yeah. No, it's, it's good. It's unfiltered. It's fun. And uh, definitely excited to, to talk to you ladies. Yeah, we, we, we enjoy it. We enjoy it here. Um, the whole bourbon and baseball slash uh, experience, really, it was alcohol and Astros or bourbon and baseball. Like, those were mm-hmm. the two title choices because we enjoy alliteration. Like and it. Shelby picked bourbon and baseball. Yeah, I... I love the Astros, obviously, but I love baseball in general. Like, I like to keep up with with everything. And, like, when we start talking about these picks, I'm sure Susie's going to hear some of my picks. It's just going to be like, who, what? Like, she, curveballs coming left yes. and right. 24 curveballs in a row coming, Susie. Be prepared. I'm excited. Um, okay, so how was your Christmas, though, guys? Like, was it delightful? Was it? It's good. Was it, it was good. good. Uh, nice and relaxing. Spent some time with my mom and my family, which I always enjoy. And uh, was one of the few times I, I could really, you know, even when I feel like I'm unplugging and taking the day off or whatever, there's always stuff going on in the baseball world, especially in the off season, especially in the winter. Um, but it was nice to kind of know, hey, I don't need to check Twitter. Nothing's going to happen with Correa on Christmas. Nothing's going to happen anywhere. And I could just, re- you know, really unplug and enjoy my family and, and friends. And uh, that was nice. And I kind of just, you know, feel more rejuvenated you know, back coming back into it, just even after a few days off, you know, just get that excitement to record again, get that excitement to hop on shows like this. And, um, you know, sometimes you just need like a two day palate cleanse, three day palate cleanse and you feel rejuvenated, but it was, it was a really nice holiday. I need a way bigger palate cleanse in like two or three days. That's, no, yeah. I, yeah, I understand that. It, that's, that's the beauty of doing what you love. Um, you know, and, and working in, in baseball and doing this is that, uh, I really, I really love it. So, you know, when you get, when you get a little bit worked out, you know, a little bit exhausted, all you need is a two day reset. If I was, you know, I, 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 did, I wasn't a great student. If I was doing, you know, calculus or if I was doing, you know, working in finance, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'd have the same work ethic and I don't think I'd be as excited to come back to work. So uh, I definitely do not take that for granted whatsoever. That's true. That's true. Well, um, I, I had a, I had a great Christmas. Um, I told Mike not to get me anything. Mike is my husband, by the way. Um, but he was a great husband and he didn't listen. And so he got me a surprise, which, um, on the last episode, Aram, um, we 
I can't wait for this. While you grab that, that is the biggest trap that wives, girlfriends will ever give you. My, my girlfriend does the same thing. I, my my incredible though, girlfriend, I Ellie. Mean, I, I know she I does. I know she means it too. But I still think deep, deep, deep down, if you don't get something, you're going to be like, oh, wow, he didn't get something. He actually listened yeah, to this. No. No, no? That, you, like, you really prefer nothing? Yeah, no. Legitimately, be like, oh, yeah. you really didn't give me anything. Like, no, I legitimately, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't actually care. Like, I, if I want something, most of the time, my husband, both, I mean, we have that, that relationship. If, if we seriously want something, most of the time, we just kind of get it and it's, it's, it's a thing. Like, it's just, so that's good. I, and I'm not your typical prototypical girl. Like when pe- when girls are like, oh, I want this handbag or I want these shoes. I'm all, don't get me either one of those things. I, <laughs> I will, um, unless it's a pair of like Birkenstocks or something like it's not, it's not me. Um, but no, like 99% of girls are like, are like it's that. It's a bluff. It's yes. a scary so, bluff. <laughs> it, but my husband, I mean, we've been married for, oh God. 11 years now oh. and we've been together for like 15 so legitimately he knows that when i say that i don't actually want anything like it it's don't give me anything but um last week uh we got we, we, i showed off these these leaf trading cards right so they do like random runs of random things so mattress mac was was the one but he got me a a Baseball pack from Leaf. Nice. Ooh, nice. And so it it includes four autograph cards. It's a little one action. Yeah, yeah. Wow. One graded wow. auto or one of one pre production. So I opened this up and I'm like, what am I gonna get? I don't know what I'm gonna get. And I was very excited. Um, and Arm, I actually wanted to discuss them with you because I don't actually know any of them. And then looking some of them up, I was like, oh, maybe. I was like, maybe Arnold will know these people. So um, I got an Oscar Colos. Yes. Okay. Good prospects. Uh, White Sox. That guy, that guy can hit the ball. Oh, that's really cool. It's a really cool card. Yeah. Colos is good. Really good. So I was like, I will. I'm like, I will talk to Arm. He was very, no. He will be up. I think early with the White Sox. Outfielder so I should keep this the ball hard. Yes, absolutely, absolutely keep that. I think he's okay. going to be their starting outfielder by by May, June. Oh, well, delightful. So that that was the uh, graded cool, card. They come and then, graded already. That's pretty awesome. So yeah, well, yeah. Uh, that that's like that's like the the shtick in the box. Apparently, one graded auto, nine and a half or better, or one of one pre production. So that's that was my. Nice. That was my one graded auto. And then I got a Benny Montgomery. A uh, Rockies guy. Yeah. That so he <laughs> he's high, high ceiling, um, high risk, high reward, but definitely hold it. Because if, if it will all if he figures it out, he's gonna be insane. But okay. crazy speed, crazy power, just needs to hit. Um, but I thought I thought he showed some good things at the end of last year. That's See, awesome. I like that I like that RM just has these facts just oh, it's, into it's, his into it's his a, brain. I don't know if you listened to a couple episodes ago, but we were uh, Peter and Jack just started quizzing me, like maybe put my hands up and and we're just asking me like the twelfth pick of the twenty nineteen MLB draft, and then um, you know just random farm system questions, whatever. Yeah, that's where most of my brain power is. is that's, but at least that's, I found a way to utilize it. I'm so impressed. Like I, I'm so jealous. It, it, well, it's because I love I love minor league baseball, and only I only got into it probably. A year and a half ago, well, I guess when COVID hit, because um, uh, you know the the hobby card collecting went oh, away. Oh, took off. COVID. So I I love like one of my favorite set is Bowman Draft, mm-hmm. right? And so it's so fun to see these guys. Like, I mean, you're watching like Drew Gilbert right now. Like Drew Gilbert, he's gonna be a superstar, right? For the Astros, I think he's gonna be really good. But you're watching his card sell right now for like. $150, like really yeah. low autograph cards. But then like, who knows in six to eight years, he's, but it's, it's fun. To if you could see the trajectory of Jordan Alvarez's cards, it's what sick. they were. Yeah. And then just the way the arrow just going up, 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 up. That's what's cool about it. It's like buying stock in a player, right? And yeah. I yeah. love that it brings attention to the minors because there's just so much talent out there. There's do you so listen, many good Do you players. listen to the call up Shelby? 
No, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. Okay, you've got an I, Astros I, prospect on, one of my good friends, who I actually think is one of the most underrated prospects in baseball, Joey Loperfito. Just wow. had him on, on the, the call-up podcast. He You're going to have to add that to your repertoire now, Shelby. No. Thank, you, thank you for the plug, Susie. Uh, Joey's a stud. Um, he actually came into the office in New York. We did the interview and um, had an unreal year. You're going to look at his numbers in, in high A and low A last year, and you're going to be like, whoa, why is this guy not being talked about more? I'm telling you, I think he's one of the 10 best prospects in the Astro system. And, um, and, and I think in that, that just shows you there's so many minor leaguers. That's the cool thing about the cards too. It's like, who's the diamond in the rough that you can scoop up and, you know, make big money off of down the road. For me, guess who it was? It was Jeremy Pena. Wow. I, I, I got bought, one of those cards last year. I, that legitimately has like helped pay off my credit card. And like, <laughs> um, I, I bought a bunch of his cards in February after watching him, you know, a little bit last year before he got hurt. Um, I dug into the video the second Correa was gone. And I'm like, this guy's unbelievable with the glove. He's a crazy athlete. I reached out to a couple friends that have played against him. They all said he was great. And then in spring training, I get a text from Joey Loprofito saying buy all of the jeremy pena stuff and at that <laughs> oh, point i had already had like i had already spread myself pretty thin buying the cards and i'm like damn if joey says that okay so i bought like two more um Yay. and and i have them i have i sold half still have the other half um but i i didn't even imagine him being as good as he was this year unbelievable but it just shows you how cool it is because that guy wasn't on any top 100 lists you no, know a year not and at all. Yeah. And and now he's, you know, one of the best young shortstops in baseball. So yes. that's what's so amazing about the sport is there's so many diamonds in the rough. Okay, so, so I got I got three more. Hold on. I got three more. I'm ready. I got Tommy Mace. Okay. Good right hander. What what farm system? Tommy Mace. That's gonna be Guardians. I at this point you could just say anything on him and I'd be like, oh okay, because I didn't I would believe. Uh Luis Matos. Matos, Giants outfielder, um, disappointed me a little bit this past year, but still really big upside. A lot of people were paying money for his cards. Tommy Mace's Guardians, by the way. Um, okay. He's like, I was correct. Uh, Matos is intriguing. I, I was a little disappointed with how he did last year, but I still think he could be could be really good. These are some great autos. Yeah, I I was super I was super excited. So the Tommy Mace is uh, nineteen out of twenty five. Oh wow! The um the Luis Matos is fifteen out of twenty, and then my last one was I assume it's Yairo, Yairo Pomeris. Yes, Giants. Uh, five okay. out of seventy-five. Wow! So Pomeris, I was really high on going into last year. Didn't have a great year. I still believe in him. Um, so you got two Giants outfielders who hopefully bounce back, and some really talented other prospects that I yeah. think are going to be so enjoying the big leaf, leaf valiant um, yeah it's a super cool product yeah I'm, I'm super excited about it so for my for our li li audio listeners only go to the youtube and check out the box that 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 i got i held up all of the cards and they are they're very very cool um <clears throat> and shout out to my husband for you know getting mm -hmm. me something actually really cool that i would never cool. actually buy myself so shout out go. good job Mike. It's all good about. Job. so uh well like you like people uh, have heard already, RM is our super awesome guest, and he is one of the co-founders of uh, the Just Baseball podcast with uh, Jack and Peter. No, Peter is the, Peter's the, I always get Peter and Jack mixed up. I'm very sorry, Peter and Jack, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> um, but so tell me, RM, you guys met in college? Yeah, so we okay. met in college. Um, Peter was on the sports management side. Jack and I were in journalism school and um, Jack and I were going the broadcasting route and we were doing play-by-play -play, uh, in the summers in the Cape Cod league and, you know, writing whenever we could. Uh, and Peter was more on the business side, on the operations side. He was working with the Yankees, doing season ticket sales, doing operations, whatever it was. And then we both graduated. We all graduated in 2020. Um, Jack and I took jobs broadcasting in the minor leagues. Peter was selling tickets and ironically, you know, of course the minor league season's canceled. So our job disappears. Peter can't sell tickets during uh, a season where there's nobody allowed in the stadium. So all three of our jobs kind of disappeared. And, you know, we were like, all right, I, I don't know what the future holds, but I want to do something in the meantime. I don't want to just sit here with my hands folded. So 
we kind of came up with the idea of doing what we felt like was missing in the baseball space, which was just covering it from a more, it's still doing the traditional things and having the website and the articles and things like that. But, you know, also catering to a younger audience, catering to the fans that, you know, may be more casual and may, you know, want, just more information, but then also still being able to, you know, keep the super intense, you know, I would say advanced fans engaged. And we figured like, how could we do that? And we, we thought about the long podcast, shorter clips on TikTok, you know, long form articles on the website and just kind of built off of that, reached out to a few other classmates that were stuck in a holding pattern and they jumped aboard and we just, kind of said, let's have fun with it and see what happens, you know, and if nothing comes of it, you know, we have just something to put on our resume, say, Hey, we tried this in the meantime during COVID um, and, and go from there. But it took off and enough for Peter and I to, you know, kind of put everything on hold and, and see this all the way through. And Jack, I mean, he's still doing play by play in Indianapolis, but He'd probably tell you he spends most of his days doing just baseball stuff, whether it's helping me edit articles for the website, recording with me on the call up and the just baseball show and, you know, everything else that goes into it. And now we've added you know, dozens of writers, video editors, whatever it is. And um, just just really amazing to see how it's all grown. And it all just kind of started with friendship and passion. And I think that's usually the the key to a lot of things happening the right way. So um, I I, I know you've already heard the story because we've already done this once, but for the other listeners who, you know, weren't in on that. Uh, so when I first got into my all in baseball knowledge, having to try to find all of the baseball podcasts, um, I found a lot of. How shall I say? Older gentlemen podcast for yeah. baseball, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I love old white guys. I have one of my own. I just. <laughs> I was a little tired of um, listening to um, mm -hmm. older, older white guys just talking at me all the time. And then so I found y'all's podcast, the Just Baseball podcast, and <clears throat> excuse me, really liked it. Um, but then I, uh, I listened to one of the episodes where uh, you've told me that apparently it was um, Jack and Peter. I don't. There's I no don't way it was me. Back. There's absolutely no way. I'd wear it if it was. I'll wear. I'll wear whatever I gotta wear. But that um, that ain't me. But I. I was so one of the episodes I was listening to. They were having an argument about Lil Uzi Vert, and the question was posed: Was Lil Uzi Vert the best rapper of all time? And I said, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. And I was yelling at my radio like an old person because that's how I was listening to the podcast was through my radio in my car. And I was like, you cannot be the best rapper of all time when there's a Lil in front of your name. Hello? Like, well, I, I just want to let you know that, you know, we did, we did this last week and you put this into my ear on the last week of, of school, you know, and you know, I have 11th through 12th graders and we talked about this this last week. I, it was a hot take. It was a hot <laughs> take I, they were i mean they, these kids are probably sitting in my office for an hour we went through like best male rapper we went through best female rapper but these kids were getting fired up did By, they have the same take that Lil Uzi Vert was one of the best rappers of all time we had a couple that said they were like oh yeah yeah yeah." and i was Stop like it. i don't know and then i was like you can exit door left exit <laughs> left. exit office door left but no like we we took this to, we took this to the to the to the streets to the to the high school they uh they, yeah, it, no. it was fun so thanks for putting that that question in my ear for a good well, time it was, it was cracking me up because i was like these these they're boys they're they're tiny fetuses <laughs> that if if little uzi vert is the best rapper of all time i i don't i no longer can listen that's that i'm done well i'm glad <laughs> you stuck that. with us <laughs> I, I wasn't i wasn't there to chaperone the uh the hip-hop takes <laughs> I wasn't there to chaperone the hip hop rap takes. Otherwise, I'd I'd be all over because it's funny actually. That's probably my my you know one of the more like underrated things that people don't know about me is is my love for like hip hop and rap. And um, you definitely up, that was like kind of my escape. I would just put the headphones in and and just just zone out when baseball. I can wasn't. I can just see fourteen year old RM with like a hoodie up and just yep. yep. And <laughs> but I, for me, I was you know more into old school, I or even. 
I would say what really got me into, you know, into rap would be like Jay-Z even. And then like in the hip hop side, Outkast was like one of my favorites. Yes. I, okay. Arm, you're Andre back 3000. In, you know, you're back in the circle, Arm. You're back in the circle. I absolutely love Andre 3000. So then that kind of got me into it. But honestly, as a kid, Lil Wayne, I know you said a Lil can't be in front of anything, but Lil Wayne is, is my exception. I, I like fell in love with, with Lil Wayne's music when I was a kid and, and then just kind of, kind of went on from there. But, yeah, uh, and, and, and that was my pick for the greatest rapper of all time. This could be a hot take. I don't care you, because there is, he has a line. He literally says, I don't write shit cause I don't got time. And if that doesn't tell you <laughs> that man is great, then I yeah. don't know what it does. I love it. I love it. So, um, but yeah, that's, that is, I, I loved y'all. I appreciate take. you sticking with us. I, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, even though they stand by that little Uzi Vert is the, and I was like, stop it. I'll do some recon on that one. I'll find out. <laughs> I'll find out what, what the, how, how we got there. Well, so um, in my day job, I'm a photographer and I deal with a lot of high school seniors. That is my main genre of, of children that I work with. So a lot you. of high schoolers <laughs> and my, my reps were calling me little Susie Vert for the longest time. And I never, like I had heard of Lil Uzi Vert and, but I never had put it two and two together. And I was like, shut the fuck up. I love I like, that. that. Dad, I'm, I am an idiot. It's a good that, nickname. So, that's pretty yeah. good. So I, I'm Lil Uzi Vert and Creative. that's, and now I just need to, um, drop bars and that that's <laughs> I'm like, little did you know that, that, that was my secret talent. It's not, but you know, if you don't record that on video, <laughs> When you move, when you move back, Shelby, that will be, the, that will be the first in-person podcast for the both of us. Okay. It's just me just dropping bars. Deal. Okay? Deal. That's, Fire that's what it is. Um, but yeah, so, but it, I loved um, y'all's take on, on baseball in general. And the fact that all of you guys are different fan bases. Um, mm -hmm. I forgive, I forgive uh, Peter for being a Yankees fan. Um but you're a Marlins fan? Is that? I grew up a Marlins fan. So, okay. you know, that kind of made me, I think, the most objective possible because yeah. I have no horse in any race. <laughs> um, and it, I think it's part of the reason why I fell in love with the minor leagues so much was, you know, I was eight years old, maybe nine years old, when Miguel Cabrera was traded. And it wasn't just Miguel Cabrera. It was Miguel Cabrera and Dontrell Willis. And, and what that does to, to a kid um, I can't tell you how much Miguel Cabrera was my hero. Um, and, you know, my dad explaining to me, I'm like, dad, why have I not heard of any of the players they got back? He's like, well, oh. the prospects and, you know, the hope is that they turn into a Miguel Cabrera. And I'm like, how are they going to turn into a Miguel Cabrera? Obviously they didn't. And the return, and this is the other thing that, that uh, Peter and Jack always make fun of me for is that like, I can remember the prospects in any <laughs> trade, but the return was Cameron Mabin, Andrew Miller, uh, Burke Baden Hop, uh, Dallas Trahern, uh, Ruby Delarosa, De and then like one other guy. And needless to say, they all were a disaster for them. Uh, Miller ended up having a good, pretty good career, but whatever it was. Then the Marlins had the fire sales of trading, you know, Mike Mike Lowell, and then they traded, you know, Josh Beckett, and they traded all these different guys. And that, but then I watched some of the players that they traded for pan out. Like they traded Anibal Sanchez and Mike Lowell. Or, in, or sorry, Josh Beckett and Mike Lowell for Anibal Sanchez and Hanley Ramirez. And I'm like, whoa, that worked out pretty well. So I just kind of started to get into like what makes certain prospects pan out, what makes others not pan out, whatever it is. And then you have Peter, who's just like the Yankees fan, who just big market guy, you know, just has the energy that I can't match, which is great. And then Jack, this like jaded White Sox fan who – you know, honestly, underratedly horrible franchise. I don't think people really – they won in 05. They haven't done anything otherwise. Um, so, oh, yeah, no, we're, and Jack we're, well, we're, we're well versed in, in White Sox over here yeah. in the in So, the you know, well I thought it made for a cool dynamic. And, honestly, that wasn't even something that crossed our minds. So all we really thought about was, hey, you know, let's have a fresh take for the exact reasons that you alluded to, Susie. But also, like, let's still hit on all of those, you know, points and let's talk about the hard hitting topics, but let's have fun while we do it and see if there's, you know, see if there's a, a, a desire for that. And it seemed like there, there was. So um, that, that's always pretty cool when, yeah, when your I idea love, comes um, to fruition. I love Jack being the um, old grumpy, get off my lawn guy. He's my favorite. <laughs> um, I, I really like you, Arm, but Jack, uh, Jack and his sarcasm just speak to my soul. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
Let's move on to the uh, $315 million elephant in the room. Carlos Correa. I, I really, I'm so sad, Shelby, that you did not, that Mike had to ruin the fun and that you didn't get to be the first one to like, to let me know. Well, and, yeah. I will say it gave me a little bit of um, assurance and it helped my insecurity because this last week I was like, I would probably be a terrible GM because I was like, I would not <laughs> give this guy. Now I feel a little bit, I feel a little better. I mean, obviously there's no insurance, but then, yeah, uh, I was a little heartbroken because I it literally said like three minutes it had posted and I immediately screenshot it and sent it to you. And I was like, there's no way. I got it. I got it in the bag. Got it in the bag. Mike woke me up for it. And I literally like sat straight up and I was like, what the fuck did you just tell me? And he's like, look. And then I see the, I see the, the text from Shelby and I was like, what the fuck? I was, yeah. And I was like, there's no way. And I thought it was a joke. I thought he was like, I thought he was fucking with me. I was like, that's just mean. How I'm like, how are you gonna wake me up like that? And then realize it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. But it's still not final. It's still not final. No. So and, and do it might we think, not be. Do we think that the Mets I don't think he's gonna get his his long ass contract. I I think the Mike I think the Mets will sign him. And I think the Mets will give him five years maybe for a lot less money. It's this is something like I don't, I don't, it's pretty unprecedented, right? We, we, we've had physicals go weird, you know, right. and red flags come up. JD Martinez was a recent one where they had to adjust the structure to the deal with the Red Sox. It was you know, a third of the money at 110 million, but you know, they had to get creative with it. Um, the thing is, is these contracts are already ridiculous as is you're already kind of accepting defeat on the back end when you sign somebody to you know, a deal that's going to pay them until they're age 39, 40, and 41, you're kind of accepting that they're probably not going to be who they, you know, who they are now at age 40, 41. You're already accepting that defeat. So then when you have extra liability, you know, kind of baked in there uh, through what was, you know, kind of presented in, in those medicals, you can only take it so far, right? I already think it's ridiculous to pay a guy until he's 41 years old. Now you pay a guy with a plate in his leg until he's 41 years old, that's a little bit more of a sticky situation. And what makes it really interesting to me is, you know, what did the Mets think they were going to see? Um, it, it, you know, you have renowned doctors agreeing with renowned doctors. The Giants team doctors ended up with the same takeaway that the Mets doctors have, which is, hey, this is a red flag. Um, I don't think anybody's saying Carlos Correa can't play baseball. I don't think anybody's saying he's not going to be good for the next five years, but it's 320 initially 350 million dollars that's a lot of money and you better feel pretty good about your investment if there's a smallest red flag i can't fault these owners for right. you know backing out and, and 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 getting a little bit nervous i can fault steve cohen cuz steve cohen knew why the deal went through with the giants what did he think that the giants were just being overly critical of his leg like i, I don't understand what they thought they were going to see in these physicals so that's where it gets fascinating. But now that you have two sets of doctors that have come away with the same, you know, the, the same takeaway, you have to wonder who else is taking a chance on Correa. Are the twins going to circle back at a lower right. amount? You know, well, see, that, that I, was I, my I question. The ball is in the Mets court. And I think I agree, Susie. I think they find a way to figure it out. I don't know what it looks like, but I think they find a way. That was my question though, because the twins, I mean, obviously he played, he played for the twins without any, you know, incident for the last season and the twins yep offered him a contract. So um, when looking into this a little bit more, I was like, uh, how, how did everybody not is, was not aware of this situation. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, like digging on Twitter and whatnot, people were saying that apparently, you know, it's, it's due to the injury in September or whatever with, with the plate where he um, slid into base or whatever. And the twins had not done a, exhaustive physical on that mm -hmm. uh since they offered in the contract and if the twins did then they would have caught the issue i'm still very interested in what yeah well it makes sense because the twins oh. deal was a three-year deal initially with opt-out so you know right. you're, you're maybe not searching every inch of this dude's body as you right. are if you sign a 13-year deal right so well but what wasn't the twins offer like 10 for 280 
Yeah. That- so something okay. may have come up once they once they agreed on that one too. Um, so I, <clears throat> this is kind of my thought. I mean, okay. So I, I saw something to where you know Correa says he doesn't like to attempt to steal bases because he's scared he's going to get hurt. Right. Obviously, that's scary. That's scary. I, I think now what, what comes into play, like we're getting we're last big guy on the board. I think it kind of goes into we got to start thinking about what Correa is going to do career wise. Right. Is he going to want to sign one contract and spend his entire career or does he want to play baseball and win? If he wants to play baseball and win, he's going to sign something smaller. He's going to sign right. a, a, bit, a lot of money, short year. But I don't know that I think that, after two two physicals like this, there's really no telling what's going to happen. Yeah, I I just um, I tip my cap, Carlos Correa. You you gave the Astros some, some really good years, um, but thank you for moving on so that we can have Jeremy Pena season. Yeah. Because <laughs> good lord, that man shirtless is. He's a handsome guy. He is. That is that no, is not bad to look at. That's for sure. No, no, and the fact that like he's posting pictures on his Instagram of like him working out, running up hills, tied to things. I'm like, what, what is happening right now? Very confused, but. And he's good at baseball. And he's, and he's good at baseball. So if the baseball career doesn't work out, he can just pivot <laughs> to, to male modeling like Zach Wilson. Thousand percent. Yeah. Jeremy Pena, Chippendale. Oh my. <laughs> he would just be selling out all of the, the magic mic, uh, cabaret shows, cabaret shows. That's not the thing. I don't, I obviously. <laughs> frequent all of the um the male review shows here because i called it a cabaret show anyways well um moving on from my obsession with jeremy pena did you know that jake myers had a baby well not jake myers but you know like his wife i'm glad had a baby you know what yeah no i did not see that congratulations yeah a lot of things happening in the off season i'm you know, everyone's getting married. Everyone's having babies, whatnot. So let's hope that it maybe, I don't know, it figures it figures it out. And Jake Myers comes back and is the Jake Myers of dad's strength injury. is real. Dad, we saw cool. it with Alex Bregman. It could happen. Yeah. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Anyway, so um, let's move on to our way too early season predictions. I am so excited for this. Way I'm going to get all the judgment, but I do not care. Do you, I do you am- see my baseball homework? Do you, I have all of the baseball homeworks. All of it. I have, the, I have my own person. I didn't want to put it on our Google Doc, our episode I, Google Doc. So I made my I own. Know. I, I couldn't make it on the Google Doc. I had to like write it out and like on paper and pen like an old person because that's what I am. So um, do you do you want to start, Shelby? Do you want to give out – do you want to read out the uh, the – categories and then we'll we'll, we'll take turns on absolutely so here, okay. here is our categories so way too early p- predictions we have cy young mvp world series matchup rookie of the year division winners best facial hair which is you know is a top category for me best bullpen best starting rotation the shut it down award for our top closer and then we have some sleeper picks by position, uh, including starting pitchers and relievers. So a lot of good things to talk about. I'm sure there's going to be a couple couple hot topics here. Um, I was not aware that we were doing World Series predictions. So thank you for throwing that one out there. I'm, I'm going to... Got to keep you on your toes. I'm going to scurry and, I, I'm going to scurry and make one. Will Susie Vert. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm ready for this. So... Um, RM, since you are our esteemed guest, do you want to start off with our Cy Young and Ellen AL? Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to kind of go a little bit more dark horse. Um, don't want to state you know, the obvious. I do, I do think Sandy Alcantara on the National League side is, is just too consistent, but I don't know if he's going to be able to match quite what he did in the, in the ERA or even innings department. 228 innings is crazy last year. I think it's going to be another guy from the NL East, and I think it's going to be Spencer Strider in the National League. Um, Strider is maybe one of the best rookie pitchers this past year than, that I can remember in a long time. Struck out nearly 14 batters per nine in 131 innings, one of the best fastballs that you're going to see. Slider is nasty. And if it weren't for a little oblique injury at the end of the year, you know, I think we would have saw him really 
dominate in the playoffs as well. He just wasn't right. Uh, two six seven ERA as a rookie is insane, um, and I, I think he's going to keep building off of that. The injury was an oblique, so I don't. You know, I'm not really worried about the arm there. I think he's going to be really, 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 really good for a very, very, very long time. On the American League side is where things are tougher. I was struggling a little bit to figure out who I think could could be the guy on the American League side. And I'm going to go with an unpopular pick. And I think Garrett Cole bounces. I say bounces back as if he didn't have a phenomenal year last year. But I think he kind of gets back to his form and and figures out a way to limit the long ball. Because that was really the only thing that killed him last year was, was the home runs. But he threw 200 innings of 3-5 ERA baseball, but also struck out a ton of batters, didn't walk a ton of guys, You know, showed up in the big games. Uh, you look at the underlying stats, they're all really good. I think Cole bounces back. Also, that whole rotation is so, so good. I know you don't want to hear it. It's really good, but I think a lot of the pressure is off of him too, and he can kind of just get back to, to just pitching, and uh, not having to carry that whole rotation as he did towards the end of the year last year. I'm excited to see how Cole kind of builds off of his last season and a strong finish. Well, if, if um, you know, the Goldilocks balls are no longer in play, I think maybe that solves. Maybe that that might, solves yeah, exactly. That, he issue. was getting friendly fire there. They were trying right? to give him for the Yankees, but it was, it was hurting him. So, I mean, there's, there's my hot take that, that I'm dropping that bar. How's that Shelby? That's what I'm dropping. Oh no. I, you know, I already quoted something from Twitter earlier. It was like, how many home runs is Aaron Judge going to hit this year? <laughs> It depends on what what Banfred's gonna gonna give him. What, so, which, for which, reference, which real quick, home run to fly ball rate, which is the percentage of fly balls that leave the yard, um, which is you know a good way of seeing how susceptible somebody is to giving up home runs. Number one in Major League Baseball, the worst home run to fly ball rate at seventeen percent was Herman Marquez, who pitches on the moon in Colorado. <laughs> right. Number two was Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has no business being up there. And, you know, maybe it was a little bit of the baseball situation there. Maybe he's got a little bit to figure out pitching-wise in terms of just, you know, how he uses his fastball. But I don't imagine Garrett Cole to have the second-highest home run to fly ball rate in in big in the big leagues next year. Yeah. Um, I You know, Fun I feel stat. like Garrett, Garrett Cole is just like, bro, judge, what, what's, what's going on here? Can you just – can you can you help me out here? Like – but but higher because you know Kermit. Anyways. Well, and and Aram, I'm just, I'm going to talk about your pick. I we'll 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 get into more of the Yankee stuff in a little bit. But <laughs> I think the big thing for Garrett Cole is his fight or flight response. Right, he's got this massive contract. He hasn't lived up to expectations. I mean, Yankees fans are ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, yeah, if he if he can come back, I mean, he he is one of the best on the box. You know. Yeah, well, and I think I think Arm hit it on the on the head with the whole he no longer has to not carry the team, but he no longer has to be that like quote unquote ace yeah. of the staff because exactly. he's got that help with Carlos Rodon now. Um, and side note, Carlos Rodon without a beard is just it's not it, it's it's very unesthetically pleasing. I, and with the hair, it, it, he reminds me of some sort of cartoon character, and I can't. Can't, I can't be worse than Joey Gallo without a beard. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, anyways, um, Shelby, who are your who are your picks? Um, so my NL guy, uh, I, I, I great pitcher, but I, I'm looking for a big year for him. I'm gonna go with Corbin Burns from the Brewers. Um, he was second in K's last year, eighth in WHIP. Um, I think he's got a lot of upside, so I'm hoping he has a big year this year. That's my NL pick. Okay. Um, I also liked Corbin Burns because he was on my fantasy league. That's that's how you know if I like a guy or not, is if I pick him for my fantasy team. Um, so Corbin Burns was one of mine. Um, for my NL, I, I it was a toss-up between Max Fried and Julio Arias. And I think I went with Julio Arias. Like, that was, like, my coin toss. Um, the fact that he just looks effortless, effortless, I don't know why I made that a three-syllable word. Effortless in just throwing like a hundred miles an hour. Emma, sir, that you are throwing that with as much effort as I'm throwing a freaking like sock into a laundry basket. I don't, I don't understand how it is. Like, apparently I don't understand physics. Um, 
But I mean, his whip was 0.96 last year, and that's just dumb. That's just a dumb whip. Um, and so that's that's my pick for the NL Cy Young. And then my AL Cy Young, um, I had to I had to represent, and I had to go with Fromber. I think I think he now that he is not the the two, he is the the ace. I think Fromber steps up and will just get all of the zen zenness. That is the word that I'm looking for. Um, out and he will. I think he's going to break his quality quality start streak. That's that. There's my other hot, hot take. Shall I like we? that pick. No, I Maybe. like that pick. All the hot takes for this for this episode. I went my my AL guy. Um, so I actually just changed it probably 30 minutes ago, right before we started. Um, I ended up going with Degrom. Now I know that's like a very popular pick, but there's he wasn't my first pick. But I ended up picking Degrom because Degrom now is in the vicinity of the best medical center in the entire world, right? <laughs> I mean, he has the support. He's now in a division that he I mean, like he's gonna win he's probably gonna win twenty games this year if he stays healthy with the addition of Vivaldi. I I, I think I think Degrom's gonna He's going to drop some sick numbers this year. I also think pitching in a enclosed park is going to help him exponentially. Um, him and Evaldi, which kind of hurts to say. Um, but I think the fact that he will not be pitching outdoors, it will just... Uh, I mean, all of that to say that, you know, the Rangers are going to come in third. But that's okay. That's okay. They're making moves. They're making moves. They're making I like moves. It. I like it. So Jacob Degrom is your AL AL Cy Young. Okay. Yeah, Degrom's gonna be my AL pick. Gotta stay healthy though. If he doesn't stay healthy, we can just go ahead and throw that pick down the toilet really quick. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Arm, who's your uh, AL guy? So for the AL, I had um, Garrett Cole. He had Cole. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, apparent, apparently, my um, my Bloody Mary was a little stronger than I had anticipated because <laughs> I don't remember like two seconds ago. Uh, you can just call me Dory from now on. <laughs> um, so do you want to do the MVP, Shelby, next? Yeah, let's go to MVP. Um, okay. Susie, why don't you go ahead and go first? Oh, fine. Okay, so my uh, AL MVP was... The guy who I thought should have been MVP this year, <laughs> a.k.a. Shohei Otani, okay? Because he is a motherfucking unicorn and has the numbers that are just absolutely ridiculous for pitching and um, hitting, and he is a unicorn. So until they make a Shohei Otani, you're a unicorn award, he gets the MVP for the AL. And my NL... I had a hard time picking between Nolan Arenado and Manny Machado. So I'm going to give them co-MVPs because that's what I can do because I'm the <laughs> boss of the show. Um, and Nolan Arenado and Manny Machado, you are co-MVPs of the NL. That's what I say. Aaron, what you got? I, I like the Machado pick a lot um, because he is kind of secretly in a contract year. He's going to opt out after this year and, and hit the open market. And I, I think he's going to really – not that he hasn't been playing hard and playing well. He was phenomenal last year, one of the best players in the game last year. But, you know, I think there's a little ac extra incentive to steal a few extra bags, to run a little bit harder down the line. I mean, we saw what Dansby Swanson just did in his contract year. Play right. a little bit better defense, even though he's been, been great in that department too. But just, just for the full 162, you know, kick it into gear a little bit more is what we always see in those contract years. So I'm going to be right right with you on that one, Susie. I think Manny Machado gets it done this year. I love what I saw from him last season. I think he was, I believe, first in, in the National League in, in F4 at 7.4. Um, and, again, I think he's going to I think he's gonna put it over the top next year. That lineup is, is even better. He's going to drive in a lot of runs. 
Um, he has a lot of protection there with Tatis back, now Soto in the fold, that team. And, of course, you got Bogarts involved there too. Uh, that's maybe the only thing is is similar to the Arenado situation is you got your own teammates kind of eating into your own votes and, you know, eating into your your most valuable player status. And then in the American League, it, you know, I, I think you have to take Shohei Otani every single year as long as he's healthy. And the only way that Otani doesn't win the MVP is if some dude hit 60 home runs. And last year, some dude hit 60 home runs and played great center field. And they still were debating it, right? So this guy has one of the, you know, Aaron Judge is one of the best seasons we've we've seen in the modern era. And it was still like, ooh, but what about Otani? So unless somebody does that again, and I don't think, I think Judge is going to be great, but I, you know, I don't think he hits 62 and hits 311 and plays good defense in center and also steals 16 bags. Um, I don't see anybody being able to keep up with Otani. And by the way, if you look at Otani's offensive numbers in the second half, they're a joke. He's insane. So I'm going to go Machado and Otani. Shelby, what you got? I love being on the show. You want to know why? I also picked Manny Machado. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you want to know, but I do think our competitor for Otani is going to be a little different this year. Um, again, depending on health, and I think that's what we what we go along. I think some of these superstars go so hard, and you know they put so much into this game, it takes a toll on their body. But I think his competitors, Mike Trout, this year, Mike Trout mm-hmm. sneakily hit forty bombs last year. Yeah, in, yeah, and in, in what a hundred and fifteen games? Yeah, what was it one hundred nineteen? Yeah, one nineteen hit one hundred nineteen games. Uh, he hit two eighty three with forty bombs. I mean, that's 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 thick. Like that's almost on pace for sixty. Yeah, yeah so there you that's, go. That's thick. Yeah, with the with the moves that the Angels are making, I think I tweeted out. I'm like, are the Angels actually going to be good this year? You know, with I, the I caveat of you know year. Rendon every and Trout being healthy every year. <laughs> Well, the first the first fifteen games they'll be really good, and then yes. they'll just fall off a cliff. Apparently, yeah. So, um, okay, what was our third category, Shelby? It was World Series matchup. Oh, okay, yes, that was. You just snuck that one just boop, just right on in. So, um, no, it's since, on the notes. It's on the notes. To be fair, and let me go get a, another drink before we get into this. Oh, <laughs> oh, I like I like that she's gonna run out now because, ma'am, um, I, these were the notes that we had. Okay, <laughs> these were the notes. There was no World Series. There was none. So, <laughs> like, I'm like, um, now I just have to like randomly throw out no I mean it's not random because we all know that the AL like runs through Houston so um let's it's gonna be let, let, let's save this one because with everything happening I think this can I think we save it to the end we save it okay okay fine rookie right. of the year which okay. my note on here is hard to predict I gotta wait on the 40 man but I, I'm gonna put my rookie of the year he's gonna be uh in my sleeper pick actually oh it's gonna be one in the same Okay, so who you got? Oh, you're on mute, Shelby. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jake McCarthy with the Diamondbacks. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going to go with Jake All McCarthy. Right. Um, I think he had like 30 at-bats this year. He didn't have very many. Um, the Diamondbacks are going to be scary. The Diamondbacks are sneaky, sneaky good. They've got a good young um, – young, uh, depth rotation rotation not rotation um uh players out there position players out there and um funnily enough my pick for rookie of the year was also on the diamondbacks because i picked corbin carroll there we go so um corbin carroll i am wrong by the way i was looking at mccarthy's 2021 numbers so ignore me he can't be a rookie He's good though. Okay. I like him. So, he's so, he, but he, so he's your sleeper pick then. He's your, he's your sleeper, um, sleeper position player pick. So, uh, yeah, Corbin Carroll was is my is my um, rookie of the year nod um, for the NL for the Diamondbacks. Um, I want to say that he is like the fourth fastest in the league or something. He something flies. Like he flies. Just, he might be just, the fastest just, dude in the league. If you give him enough enough sprint opportunities, I think he might have the number one sprint speed. Uh, yeah. he he's our number one prospect in baseball at just baseball. So oh, um, that's that's a easily a 
a rookie of the year favorite in the NL, I think. No doubt. Yeah. I, I love that pick. So that's that's my NL pick. And then my AL pick, I had to go with um, – everyone's going to call me a homer, but that's okay. Because I went with um, Baby JV, Hunter Brown, because I think he's going to – I think he's going to have a breakout – He's gonna have a breakout season. He's gonna have a breakout season, um, and if no, if people didn't know his name, they will. They will this this season. So that's my NL pick and my AL pick. Corbin Carroll, Hunter Brown. I, I like both. I really like what I saw from Brown last year. Uh, he he looks he looks ready ready to go, um, and and for a good team with a good defense behind him. So he, he yes. should he should be a contender you know, right out of the gate. <laughs> On the National League side, for me. I'm going to go – Corbin Carroll is probably my, you know, gun to my head, my choice. Um, but but a guy that I think could kind of be this year's, you know, minus the the playoff and, and World Series MVP side of things, but could be this year's Jeremy Pena to a degree, is Ezekiel Tovar with the Rockies. So Tovar is one of the best defensive shortstops I've seen in the minor leagues. Can run, can hit. And and also is just just got the all of the intangibles as well. He's playing in Colorado, but he's gonna put up good offensive numbers. So that's right there. He's gonna steal some bases, and he's gonna play phenomenal defense at shortstop. You know, I, I think if if Carroll is slow out of the gate or or something happens, I think that Tovar could put together a really nice resume on the American League side. Gunnar Henderson, um, what what this kid did in thirty something games last year was remarkable. I lost sleep trying to figure out who my number one prospect was going to be Corbin Carroll or Gunnar Henderson. I went with Carroll, but Gunnar is so, 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 so good. Showed it last year, got a taste. I think he's going to come right back and be a force for them this coming season, power, speed, defense. He does it all. Um, I think, I think he's going to put up a really good year. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm excited about these picks. Like I, 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 I was thinking, I'm like, are they way, way too early or are they just right? We're going to call them Goldilocks picks. That's what we're going to call them. Shall we? Um, if, if I don't get any of these, right, I'm going to quit the podcast and then no, you're not. I'm going to move. I'm going to move to Colorado to where, <laughs> no, actually, and... you know what? I, I might move to like Oakland. <laughs> Cause then I'll just you have to go there. again. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we have, let's see, rookie. So we have rookie of the year, and then now we have moved on to division winners. Yeah? Yes. Okay. So I want you guys to look at my, I want you guys to look at my, my baseball homework, okay? That I had to write down old school style. Huh. Okay. Oh, with pen and paper. So for our audio only listeners, I did hold up my pen to paper um, division I literally had to like from memory have to write down who was in each division. And funnily enough, most of the time I went by best worst in the division. Um so AL spiral stuff on the side of your paper. I'm very bothered by that. You left the stuff on the side. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Because apparently I'm not as OCD as you are, Shelby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> serial killer. Only serial killers do that. I mean, most serial killers are serial killers and not get caught because they don't talk about it, Shelby. But thanks for, uh, you know, throwing my shit out there. <laughs> I appreciate you. Jeez, Shelby. Anyways, um, so for my AL East division winner, I'm like moving on. Uh, law enforcement, if you're listening to this, don't. Um... I I had to decide between the Orioles and the Jays because obviously I couldn't say the Yankees because they didn't they didn't upgrade their their um, offense at all. So is it the Orioles or the Jays? That's what I need to know. Should I flip a coin? I think it's the Jays. I'm going to go with the Jays because they added Dalton Varsho. And that outfield of um, Varsho and Springer and Kiermaier, basically no balls are going to drop. I mean, no. unless you're a 12-year-old boy. But um, no balls are going to drop in the outfield. Just just, just a vacuum out there. Just yeah. 
So I'm going to go with Jays. That's what I'm going to go with. AL like East, that. Blue Jays. I like it. That's that's my pick too. Um, you know, the outfield defensively, like you said, is going to be elite. Dalton Varsho adds 27 to 30 home run power to that offense with elite defense. Um, they, I think they're going to have a better Vlad Guerrero, who was good last year, but I think he can be great, and he wasn't great last year. Um, I don't think that Jose Barrios can be worse. Uh, so I think, you know, he's going to be a little bit better next year. And um, I, I really like their other pieces. Like, I, I think they've had a really good offseason overall. And um, I agree, the Yankees, I think their, their rotation could be the best in baseball potentially. But they really just ran it back with the same offense for the most part, uh, just more expensive. And they've got too many holes and question marks uh, that I think the Jays could uh, – could sneak by and, and over the course of 162 be, be the team that takes the division. That said, I don't want to run into the Yankees in the playoffs with that pitching. I definitely don't. It's true. It's true. Who you got, Shelly? My pick was also the Jays. Um, they were only seven games behind. They were only seven games behind this last year. I, mm-hmm. And then they just got better. So, okay, well, I, I, I feel like we all can't be this wrong all the time. So I feel like so we're going to get some of these right. I, I like it. I like it. So um, AL Central, uh, I have the Guardians. Yeah, that, the that, Guardians. One, that, that one to me right? I think is almost like a no-brainer. Yeah. Guardians. All right, but here, so here's the only question I have about the Guardians, and it's not a bad question. Is Jose Ramirez <laughs> the best hitter in baseball? He can be. Sneakily, maybe. I love Jose Ramirez. That's him. an MVP candidate too. Yeah. He he didn't have the best year. Like he didn't play to the best of his abilities. I think he was banged up and they won 92 games, right? Like this team is, and they've got so many prospects coming up that could make an impact too. Uh, I, yeah, I think they run away with it. They did last um, year. I mean, they run away with it again. Shout out to my Asian brother, Stephen Kwan. Uh, I just, I love, I love the Asians in the game and Stephen Kwan just like running out all of the things in left field. So I had to give it to the guardians, even though everyone's like, Oh, the white Sox." No, I'm sorry. White Sox. Like and when Andrew Benintendi is your largest contract ever in the history of contracts, I I'm sorry. You can't. Nope. Done. So guardians, guardians, it is. And the fact that they just, um, added, uh, Josh, Na- not Josh Naylor, um, Josh Bell, uh, yep. just, they exactly. needed a bigger bat. Right, mm-hmm. like it, they needed some thump in that lineup, and I, I think, I think the, uh, I think with some with some help, they they will they will put a hurting on that that AL Central because I'm sorry, Tigers, Royals, and Twins, it's, it's not it's not Cleveland. Um, Cleveland's actually one of my teams to watch this year, so I, I'll watch a little bit more. I'm excited about the only only reason I watch the Royals is for MJ Melendez and Bobby Wood Jr. I like Big MJ fan. Oh, Vinny's awesome too. But MJ Melendez, awesome dude, great player, unbelievable story. Given that he hit like 180 his first pro year, and then hit 40 home runs after the COVID break. Um, yeah, he he's he's a special talent. Really good dude. I, I think he's going to be a force. The Royals are going to be a pesky team. I can tell you that their pitching stinks, but they're going to be a pesky team. Um, that's a fun ball club. I agree. Um, side note on the Guardians, RM, have you gotten your Cal Con- Quantrill tattoo yet? Not yet, no. <laughs> um, not yet, no. Um, Do, that, would, you like, that, would you like to explain to the listeners why yeah, I'm asking so, you about Cal Quantrill and the tattoo? I'm ready for this. Yeah, so so Peter, you know, his big thing is is, is betting, and he's a very, very good sports better, and he gives out picks and and does really well with it. And he tries to find, you know, little gaps in the system, right? Like players that Vegas, for whatever reason, undervalues. And Cal Quantrill was one that I thought for very good reason was undervalued uh, because he wasn't that good. Uh, None of his pitches were that good. Didn't throw that hard. Was walking a lot of guys at the time. And Peter kept betting on this guy and he kept winning. And I got so tired of hearing about Cal Quantrill and, and Peter talking about how good he was. I was like, dude, this guy's not good. And we went at it on the podcast one day, and, and I got ahead of myself, and I said, hey, if he has an ERA below 3.5, which is such a low bar, if he has an ERA b- below 3.5, I'll get a tattoo. He was down to the wire. Like, final start had 3.48, and then he pitched well, got it down to a 3.42. 
So I got to get a tattoo. We end up getting Cal Quantrill on the podcast too. And, um, and we tell Cal the story and, and he was laughing. He thought it was funny. I asked him what I should get. He said, keep it small. You know, I, it doesn't need to be anything too big. Just, just get my expected ERX. He's a big, like smart, smart dude. He went to Stanford and, um, I think he was like an engineering major. Um, so he's, he, but he also is like making fun of the advanced analytics that don't like him. And he said, like, put my XERA, you know, on your, on your hip or something like that. Um, so I got hip surgery, you know, about four months ago, I've got some scars there. I might put his, his number or his XERA in the middle of those scars and just say, all right, that part of my body's gone to shit. I uh, just don't even need to look at that part of my body. Now did, um, did, did Peter say that he was getting a Cal Quantrill tattoo with you? <laughs> I think that was him trying to make me feel better. I, okay. I don't think he'll do it. I, I think, I, mean, I think though. he needs... got, That's the thing is, I'm not a tattoo guy. I have zero tattoos. Jack and Peter have tattoos. I would have died happily never getting a tattoo. <laughs> I don't know why I even offered that. No idea I think, why. I think Peter needs to get an actual picture of Cal Quantrill somewhere on his body. I as, agree. A, as a um, He's the number one Cal Quantrill fan. He is. He is. Um, so isn't that, that so isn't that his Twitter name? Like Cal Quantrill's At one point, was it? He like it might have been for a little period. He would tweet his face zoomed in like every fifth day. Yeah, it's Cal. It's Cal Quantrill Day. Yeah, I yeah. Think, it was Cal Quantrill Day every fifth day. The auto couldn't take it anymore. It's got to be the auto. That's what you got to get tattooed. You got to get the auto tattooed. The auto right on the hip? The auto. I, mean, I, I think right, yeah, yeah. That's pretty solid. That's awesome. Arm's like, I it. hate everybody. Stop talking about <laughs> Cal Quantrill. Um, okay, so. Uh, he was a nice guy, too. <laughs> really good dude. <laughs> um, but no, that that um 